0: Hey there, and welcome to Polyamory Uncensored, a podcast where we, your hosts, Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams, interview a poly person each episode, and we try to answer the five tenets of journalism, who, what, when, where, and why, as it pertains to our poly lives.
1: You're listening to episode four, where we chat with Brandon. Stay tuned as we delve into the good, the bad, the ugly, and the just pain
0: complicated truth about our poly lives. All right, so uh, delving in, who are you?
2: I'm Brandon. And, I don't know, people don't usually ask, who are you? <laughs> <Who laughs> We've been sort
1: of in that, like, how do you identify way.
2: Yeah, well, um, I, I, I figured. I'm a poly guy. I'm, I've been non-monogamous for about four years uh, with my ex-wife and I. Probably about three of those now I've identified more or less as, as poly most of that time. And, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things to say there.
0: Do you identify more as uh, solo poly?
2: Well, yeah. Um, uh, I live alone at this time, and don't have any urge to not or to, to for that to be different. Um, I don't have any um, like a primary partner. Yeah, more even more so than solo poly. Uh, the stuff in my life is a little strange sometimes. I guess to other people when I talk, even within the poly community, when I talk about things, because um, there's not a lot of difference for in, in my life between like. Close friends, partners, you know, people I've, I've known a long time. Some some of them that I'm, you know, that I've become romantically involved with. Others. In any case, point is I, I don't really have a lot of, uh, I don't make a lot of distinction between those. That's fair. And I mean, I've... I've, in some cases, I've heard that described as a bit of relationship anarchy. Um, I've also heard uh, maybe a softer version of that, like egalitarian poly. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, I would say when I hear about relationship anarchy, it often is described as not distinguishing relationships from friendships, from family, and, and there aren't really a lot of rules and restrictions involved. So that, that sounds right. Can okay.
1: When we did our earlier interviews, we also both talked about how we identified in terms of sexual orientation. I don't know if that's something that you want to talk about at all.
2: Um, well, yeah. I mean, I'm a bisexual man, um, and uh, that—I mean—I figured that out a lot, lot, lot farther back than figuring out poly um, or non-monogamy as a whole. I mean, I knew one was a thing. I didn't really know for the longest time that poly was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Someone actually had to like call me on the phone and tell me no really it's a thing <laughs> so what drew you to polyamory i, I mean looking back at my life i mean I, I probably should have figured it out a lot sooner i've always made really st- strong connections with people um friendships i mean think people who were friends who are obviously like i was attracted to or i was romantically interested in but i was always in a monogamous relationship and uh so i never really let that go beyond just sort of like oh that might be kind of fun that might be kind of you know like having a relationship with that person what would that be like and a number of well a handful of years ago four years ago um my ex and i opened up our marriage probably more for just like sexy fun things um but i had met someone around that time uh who i did not actually become romantically (laughs) entangled with but uh, but she identified as Polly and, and explained what it was. And, and, and again, uh, her partner, a friend of mine, who finally had to call me and be like, no, really, this is a thing. This is how, <laughs> this is how we do this. Um, basically, it, it something clicked, and I was just like, oh, so people do that. Like, I can, I can actually have those connections with other people that I just had always figured was never going to happen because I had been in a long-term uh, 20-plus-year monogamous relationship. So what does polyamory mean to you? Well, along the same lines, I mean, it's, it's having relationships of a lot of different types with multiple people at the same time as opposed to what a lot of people do, which you know, is serial monogamy um, or just plain old monogamy, They've only had the one partner their whole life. I guess to, it means a lot of freedom to explore things that I wouldn't have otherwise people. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've found that basically every relationship I have with every different person is very different. It's a lot of discovery.
0: What do you find difficult about polyamory? I think managing
2: expectations, both my own and, and discussing them with my partners. The communication aspect is is something that's, it doesn't matter how good you get at it, you're always going to have points where, you know, you and your partner's brains just aren't on the same page. Mm -hmm. So there's some of that. I mean, time management can be part of it too. Um, You know, I mean, there's only so much time in the day Mm -hmm. and in the week and the month to spend with people. Um, And, you know, you you sort of need to be aware of your own limitations and, and, you know, what you can do. So, I mean, there's times where months and and weeks seem very... Stretch thin a little bit with, mm-hmm. amongst people, but um, but being very open and honest and, and communicating things about that upfront with people, I think give them a better idea of how much time you have to spend with them and how much um, they can, ex- you know, how much time they can expect with you. Um, but also, just I mean, it's it's managing internal expectations too. Like as far as uh, I guess that really, I and that really does fall under like. Know, knowing your own limitations and knowing um, your own interests. But ba- basically, I, I think that it, it it really comes down to just to, to a lot of introspection and a lot of uh, uh, a lot more, I think, than I ever did when I was monogamous. Sure.
1: that makes sense. Um, I think that you already have really answered this, but I'm going to ask it anyway because it's in our list of questions <laughs> in order. Yeah. All right. When did you know that you were poly?
2: yeah um so i mean i like i said i should have known a lot earlier um but i was i don't know i, I think i was down at gen con in indie and was, uh <laughs> we were i was playing a game of talisman with this friend of mine a uh, group of us and we were losing badly uh and so we were kind of checked out of the game and we were just talking about uh things and uh yeah i mean she was just kind of explaining uh new person that I just met who was like her other partner Uh, and uh, I kind of like didn't quite click at that point you know Um, uh, at that point I think I was I still was totally monogamous Um, and uh, I when she was kind of talking about how she did how she lived her life and and how she managed her relationships and the types of things she did I, I realized kind of some of the things, same things that were um, that had drawn her to that place uh, were things that I had been uh, I'd known about myself for a long time um and that was a quick succession after that to like oh okay no really people do this and then it was uh opening you know we opened our marriage and, and uh, started going to um the local um poly group discussions um And uh, probably within the next few months, that's when I, I kind of started leaning more towards using poly as a label for myself, although we were really trying to not label things for the longest time
0: when in your life did you feel maybe different from others?
2: Well, I mean, I spent, yeah. <laughs> I spent both like teenage years pl- being an elf wizard. Yeah. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> Which like, is a common story, I would yeah. say, for a lot of poly yeah. folks.
0: A lot of us yeah. started out yeah. as rogues or wizards <laughs> or yeah. guards.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, I was always different in that regard. Um, and so, you know, and a lot of our, a lot of our friends in high school we, we kinda of fell in with a group of people that were, you know, very very different folks from from the majority of the school. I mean there's you know, actors, actresses, um Renfair people. Um, mm-hmm. know, I grew up in Kenosha, so the Renfair was right there. Yep. Um, and my uh, husband also oh, worked yeah, that's at right. the Renfair, yes. Yeah. So
0: that is a that's a yeah. That poly uh, Venn diagram and run folks <laughs> yeah. has a huge overlap.
2: Yeah, um, but I mean, so there were there were that. In fact, I mean, early on, uh, actually, I mean, my my, my first my um, <laughs> first threesome was like, uh, I mean, I consider we consider ourselves monogamous, but you know, back when way back when we started our relationship, back when I was like eighteen or nineteen, yeah, we did had, had it was another run fair person and. <laughs> You know, even then, it's like we did this, we, we had this this great night, and um, I was like, I should feel really weird about that, but I don't. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I think my ex felt weirder about it than I did. But um, but it was, at, at that point, I was like, I probably should have, again, that, that was like the first... The, first, the trail of the first, breadcrumbs, yeah, if you had only been able
1: to see them. Yeah, exactly. So where are you on your poly journey? Well,
2: I mean... <sighs> so i mean as i said i i do consider myself solo poly um i'm pretty happy living alone and having relationships uh, with people who do actually one of of my one of my partners um does now live with um her primary partner uh and then i you know i have another partner that describes describes herself as solo poly as well but i mean along with that um i guess Labels are a little weird because I actually know a lot of swingers, and um, I, you know, have hosted play parties, I go to some, um, and, I mean, last, you know, last month I went to a resort takeover, a <laughs> swinger resort takeover, but, I mean, one of the things i realized in, in all of that is that, you know, everyone within all of these groups does things differently, everyone's different, regardless of what labels they use for themselves, so... You know, I mean, I know plenty of poly folks who can, you know, do, like, casual sexy things, and I know a bunch of people who are swingers, but, you know, then they, and I find out, like, well, I've got a girlfriend, or I've got a boyfriend. We don't really call them that, but this is, I think one, 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 people, uh, one couple I know describes someone as a friend with extreme
0: benefits.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: really like that. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, it was, I, yeah, I, I thought it was funny, too. I, I guess I would say that I, I don't, Maybe maybe the labels don't aren't aren't really all that that descriptive at times uh, because I feel like I I live my life and my, and uh, have relationships in a way that is somewhere in between um, you know like being poly and being in the lifestyle.
1: Right. I kind of describe them in episode two as sort of being like a spectrum, and I'm not sure exactly where I would say I fall in the spectrum, but I don't feel like I'm solidly like. One or the other.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that that, and I, I'd be, uh, I'll be interested after you've interviewed other people to find out how many people say that pretty much that thing because I, mm-hmm. I have a feeling there's a there's a lot of us out there. That, yeah, that, that
0: mm-hmm. I think so too. I mean, I definitely know, and especially I think people who are new to polyamory. They, and even myself when I was new to polyamory, would say swinger like it was a bad word. You know, like, right. well, we're not like those, those people. Those dirty swingers, yeah. right? <laughs> um, <laughs> swingers, I'm sorry, you're not dirty. Yeah. It's just... and, uh, They're dirty in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> good. Filthy. yeah <laughs> But, um, but I, I would say that, so it might be a, a thing about being almost like new to polyamory where you're like, this is my new identity and I don't want it to be... Um, marred and seen as something that I'm not, and especially if they really don't identify as swingers, then it could seem almost like a derogatory uh, thing to be labeled as because oh well, that's just about sex, right. and I am interested in so much more than that. So therefore, uh, my lifestyle is better or more evolved, yeah. or you know, like le- it's one of those. At different. least I'm
2: not. At least I'm yeah. not. And yeah. and the funny thing is, is that, I mean, there's so many like there's so many stereotypes of poly people. It's like, no, it's all about the relationships and Mm -hmm. it's all about the, you know, and it's just like, no, it's not. Not always. Not always. I Mm -hmm. mean, orgies are good too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think I've also, you know, like I I listen to a lot of these kinds of podcasts and some of the swinger-oriented podcasts, there's definitely like a, oh no, single people or people who are not married cannot be, or in a, you know, committed relationship cannot be swingers. And it's like, well... Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I get that it's more challenging in some ways, but, like, you know, as a person who also identifies as solo poly, like, I want to go have these fun times, yeah. and, um, you know, nope. some of them are about relationships, but some of them are not.
2: Yeah. It, so, when I went down to the um, the resort in Mexico, um, uh, the other person who went with me is someone who's uh, solo poly, uh, and... Uh, I mean, I met her a few years ago, or a couple of years ago, but um, but we were down there. I mean, ostensibly as solo poly folks, but we were rooming together and we were partnered in as far as we wanted to be that week. And that was actually one of the one of the main differences uh, from being, as opposed to being down there with you know my spouse was that um, I just felt like. I don't know. I felt like we were we were much more authentic in, in what we were doing because I mean, we would have some time together, we would have time apart. You know, we were kind of, you know, we were explaining the dynamic to some of the people, a lot of whom were more swingerish and it was a little I think uh, there, we had a lot of questions.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, blowing people's minds.
2: <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, and and I guess that's another thing too. I mean, you talk about other like, like swinger podcasts and things like that, where they often have a lot of great, great deal of focus on the couple and protecting the couple and uh, and uh, having a journey together. And, and I think that's totally great. Go and have your journey together. Um, maybe I want to sleep with you at some point. I, I don't know. Like I mean, but <laughs> but that but but really that that it is a big difference. I mean, you're. It's almost with so many um, with so many swingers. It's almost as if there's a um, an emotional monogamy, but a physical non-monogamy, and uh, that works for some people. I think it really does. Uh, the pro- The problem I always had was the emotion was actually it was never a problem with the, with the physical monogamy. I was monogamous for ages, but it was the emotional and uh, monogamy that. That was causing issues that I was realizing just didn't work for me. So,
0: so um, so that's where you are in your journey. Where do you even just hypothetically hope to go? Like, do you have poly goals for your future,
2: or are you already there? <laughs> yeah, I'm. Th- I'm thinking about that. I mean, I, right now, I mean, the, my main goal is living life and exploring the where where I'm at. Um, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I've, I mean, if you would have asked me, like, a year ago, I would have just been like, oh, I want to I be, like, uh, much more, like, on um, I want to be more self-aware. And I want to, I mean, I still want to be more self-aware. But, I, <laughs> I, like, that was such a huge drive for me to, like, just be like, what do I want? What do I need? Because that was something that a partner early on uh, in, you know, in polyamory asked me was, well, what do you need? What, do you, what are your needs? And I just, I had no idea. I had no idea. Interesting. I had no idea um i don't actually i don't know if i ever answered her mm-hmm. um i or maybe it's taken a few years to get mo fill in <laughs> most of those blanks but i with with you know my old life as a as a monogamous person i, I spent a lot of time you know looking after partner's needs um i just had i i never did that so 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 while i'm i think a year ago i probably would have said i needed to know those things i still do to a certain degree but i guess i just I want to continue to explore, to, uh, learn who I am, uh, to try new things, um, to meet new people, um, and, uh, to share my life with all the people that I care about.
1: right. So why are you Polly and, or why did you decide that you would let us interview
2: you? Uh well why why am I poly I mean that we've talked about that a bit it is a tough one um I mean it's just that's just who I am and I'm glad that I know that it's a thing that I can explore now um well I mean and why I agreed to be interviewed I guess I know both of you <laughs> and, I, and I trust you um I don't usually get as candid or open about things like this outside of you know, uh, close, intimate uh, uh, conversations over drinks or something mm-hmm. like that. So this is this is kind of a first uh, getting this out there. Where I mean, I don't know the 18 listeners or something yeah. like <laughs> can, that can, can, can hear it all at once. Oh, that's um, something I
0: thought about in the future. Do we bring wine onto
2: the podcast? You know, that <laughs> that might, that they help? may have helped. I'm, I've been a little yeah. nervous and shaky today uh, about about doing this, but um, it could be the coffee too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, part of it is also going to be interesting for me because, I mean, I'm hoping that this you know, this will be available anytime I want to go listen, back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe um, there may be times where I want to go back and just say, where, where was I? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And uh, and hopefully it'll be there. And, and maybe there'll be other people out there who might hear, might hear this um, and be like, "Oh, wow, that's exactly how I feel." Or other people do this and they seem okay. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> do you have a yeah. message for your future self? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> um, gosh.
0: Would you um, have wanted to send a message to your like past self that you could? Yeah, hear? that that
2: actually, I, I really. Do wish that I mean I to be honest I don't you know I think back to like how I was at ages ago, I don't know that I would have been mature enough to handle some of these things that, absolutely right I mean you know I'm I'm in my forties now I mean you know but I mean and it's so it's been decades since I since well since I had my first threesome my first non monogamous thing and um, I I guess I it, yeah I would have wanted to say like no really it, it's okay to do these these things I mean. You're, you have, you know, you have agency and autonomy to, to explore this. Um, but, you know, like, I mean, that was ages ago. The, the Internet did not even, was not even a thing to a to, to degree or even yeah. if at all. So, I mean, like, even finding other people who were polyamorous or if they were even calling themselves that. I, I don't know what the history of polyamory is.
1: I, I met the first couple that I dated in my 20s uh, on alt uh, Altnet. Oh, yeah, that's going backwards. So yeah. I'm gonna age myself. I mean I yeah, said how yeah, old I yeah. was earlier, but yeah, we are somewhat peers on that front
0: and Yeah. yeah. I met my first partner on Craigslist. That's <laughs> <laughs> Craigslist woman seeking man is not even a thing it's anymore. It's not even a thing anymore because of the exist. uh exist. The, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah, all of this. I don't think all that Oh, no, it hasn't, no, existed, in hasn't existed a decade a or
1: more, yeah. at least. And you met
0: your first partner at school, right?
2: Or, uh, yeah, yeah. We were, so. we, oh, well, actually, it was kind of funny. I Yeah, my long term partner I'd met when I was 12. Oh, my God. Um, oh, wow. and we didn't start yeah. dating for a few years, but yeah, I mean, we were together for ages. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I'm pretty sure she's gone back to being monogamous since the split, but. That happens. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that that's something I would like to say to future self if you're considering going back to monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably don't do that. Think twice. Don't, yeah. Think, think, think three times. It mm-hmm. might be okay to
1: take a little break. Sometimes yeah. you need a little yeah.
2: rest. I mean, re- realize that just because some things can get a little, uh, can get a little difficult and scary, I mean, really, it, it, I, communication is the key. Just keep talking keep talking about things to people, because uh, if you can do that, um, I mean, you can't be re- you, you cannot be responsible for how people respond to those things, but as long as you're communicating and caring for your partners, um, you know, you'll, you'll be okay.
0: And is there anything you find particularly passionate about when it comes to polyamorous topics?
2: I guess the egalitarian poly relationship anarchy business is something that I do feel fairly passionate about um because i it's been something that i've had to explain time and time again to people Mm -hmm. um even within the poly community uh, a lot of of people fall much more into a hierarchical polyamory um and uh, uh, you know i i mean i tried to explain to someone who not that long ago who kind of started the conversation, trash-talking relationship anarchists, which, don't get me wrong, I I, I think that that that, that term is used by a lot of people um, who are kind of shitty people.
0: Maybe Um, incorrectly also. Yeah, I
2: think think so. Um, I I mean, the way I often explain and and experience uh, relationship anarchy is the idea that you know, I, 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 before I even knew it was a term, I had this, this idea and I tried to explain to a partner of just like sort of this like big gray amorphous like emotional space that I, that I had for all the people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not realistic to say that, you know, some guy I met at a bar two weeks ago is going to be as, um, intimate a friend as, uh, uh people I've known for years or, or people that I, that I, that I trust uh, implicitly, but um, but you know, and I probably my m- modern description, but I wouldn't go with gray because gray is boring. So more colorful, this big colorful <laughs> swirl of people. Um, but I guess uh, the idea being that I mean, when, once once people, once I form this connection with people as as a friend, um, I can often quickly make a jump to being uh, romantically interested or romantically involved with. But also, even if I'm not, the the idea that uh, the, the energy that I will put into my relationship w- with those people is on par with what I would put into um, a relationship with my partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, in fact, I've only called someone a partner because they have sort of wanted to be called a partner.
1: Sure.
2: Um, that's not that's always the case. But I mean, like, I, I guess... So what I was trying to explain to this person who started out trash talking uh, the relationship anarchy uh, was that, like, you know, I I might have just as uh, much uh, energy and devotion to a friendship as I do to a romantic partnership. And the thing is, I may actually feel romantic feelings towards these friends of mine. Um, I don't expect that back from them. I mean, the idea being that, like, I, I will put the amount of energy that I I feel is is worth it into a relationship with someone, regardless of how they're how they're going to return that. The idea of you know being a it's not it's not it doesn't matter if you return that basically, um, as long as I mean you continue to be my friend and and things. This is we're, we're good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like sometimes people think of relationship anarchy and they basically just think, well, you know, um, they don't want to have, like, any committed relationships. Um, they don't want to have, uh, you know, any responsibilities to those relationships. The exact opposite, I think, is true, which is that, I, like, they're all committed relationships. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if, if I, if I uh, you know, have this connection with people, I have it, and it's... Um, Sometimes it actually is difficult because there are so many committed relationships yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, along those lines. Um, but in the end, really, it, it doesn't. The, it, it's not an unhealthy thing where it's like I feel this way about you; you must feel this way about me as well. Um, it's basically like, yeah, okay, you know, you you see me as a really good friend. We go do these things together. That's great. You know, I might I might be interested in, in, in other things as well, um, but that's not. That's not. Vital. It's not going it to get in the way of us being friends and me being me, you know, me being committed to you as a as a, as a friend.
0: I think like society societally we don't talk about our commitment with our friends as something that uh, I don't know, I mean as something that is important even though it's known and obvious that it is important. And it's incredibly important for us to have friends and I feel like a a failing in a lot of monogamous relationships is that people lose their friendships and then they kind of lose their selves and their identity and they yeah. them and their partner become one identity. It's like it's always them and them. Yeah. And, well, it's kinda of creepy if you think about it. And it is, it's really creepy. You lose yourself and that's and it's really sad, honestly. But I
1: think it also me. really opens you up to risk of being in an abusive relationship
2: because yes, it like a it can be very isolating. Yeah. Isolating, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um I, I and and I mean like I, I guess I you know, I never ran into that uh, that much in my monogamous life simply because of who I was and because of the way I, I formed friendships with people even before I realized that that was you know like also that there were there were these you know, gray areas or whatever. But um, I, I think that uh, that even within the poly community, people m- m- very often have this distinct partner. And then I talk about I talk about my friends to my partner. I talk about my partner or my you know my, my partner to my friends. Um, the idea, I mean, you never know what other people how other people feel about you unless they unless, you know unless they talk about these things. And I, I feel that like the ability to be open and talk about those those things with people, um, and and not have it come off as being like this pressuring thing mm-hmm. or this uh, uh, this this trying to prescribe how you know, your relationship should be. I think the idea is to let it just um, be what it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to talk about related to polyamory?
2: Um, I I think not for today. Maybe if you have me back on sometime.
1: Oh, that would um, be fun.
2: Maybe I'll I'll have a few other things. I feel like I talked about a lot of things today. Hopefully I didn't make any enemies out there.
1: (laughs) Hopefully not. Well, thank you.
2: Yeah, thank no, you thank you both for having me here. Um, this was this is fun to do. I've never quite done anything like this before. So I really
0: appreciate how open you were with us. Thanks. Alright, so that is it from us at Polyamory and Censor. We have been Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams. And We love, love you.
1: Bye! Bye.